Welcome to the Claudio Rosano Show on ClaudioRosano.com, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Claudio will be speaking to sports legends from the 70s, 80s, and 90s about their careers, business, and what they're doing now. He will also hold roundtable discussions with some old friends about trending topics in the world of sports. And now, here's Claudio. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning into the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. As always, I want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introduction and the outros, and my fantastic producer, who I could not and would not do the show without, Adam Zaloof. Today's guest, uh, I've, I've said numerous times, I've had a wish list of people that I wanted on, and uh, our, our guest today is one of those guys that I've wanted on. Uh, not only is he one of my favorite boxers, but I've always appreciated what he's done outside of the ring in, in the business world and, and you know, as an analyst, a boxing analyst. And uh, just I've never met him personally, but he's always seemed like a really good guy. And I'm very excited to have him on the show. And that's Pauly, the magic man, Malinaji. Pauly, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. How you doing? All right, brother. All right. Well, we got to lead off. Before we make the big announcement, am I the only? You retired in boxing from uh, 2017. Am I the only one who hasn't challenged you to a fight? <laughs> I think uh, I think it gets uh, when they figure you're uh, have been and you're figure here get done. They get braver. I think that's what ends up happening to some of these uh, ex-retired fighters. You know. I guess everybody wants to challenge you, but and, and by the way, I have to thank Dom uh, Pecora. For, for connecting us, a friend of yours, friend of mine, and I appreciate Dom, great guy for, for connecting us. But uh, obviously the announcement came over the wire a couple hours ago that I guess it's official October 2nd in Miami, you're going to be fighting uh, Corey B. Is that right? Yeah, exhibition with Corey B. It's uh, it's just, uh, I mean, we'll see. We've got to work out the, the, the tangibles because I don't, I don't think this guy wants to get hurt. I told him all. <laughs> I play around. I play around with a one-handed, and I, I roll him around and show him a few tricks. Because uh, you know, I think if you go too hard on a guy like this, you're gonna hurt him. Well, you know what though? In a way, he asked for it because he started all this, and he's the one who did whatever he did and showed the disrespect. So uh, maybe maybe you teach him a little lesson. Yeah, yeah. No, and I mean, make a buck at it. And make a buck at it. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Um, I wanted uh, smaller gloves and things like that. That's not not looking like I'm going to get that. So for me, it's probably going to be uh, a clown show for, and, and showing him exactly what a clown is going to look like. Um, just teach him a couple of things. Um, show him you don't play this sport. You actually do this sport. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, you insert a little bit of a reality check, I guess. Now, is this going to be on pay-per-view? I know it's on Fight TV. Is that a pay-per-view uh, channel? Not sure yet. Okay. I have no little details. Okay. Well, hopefully it is, because if it is, I'll definitely watch it. And I know Riddick Bowe is supposed to fight Lamar Odom, which is crazy, too. But uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be getting it to watch. Yeah. I'll be getting it to watch you for sure. But um, Absolutely. we're, we're going to jump around here a little bit, Paul. Usually I start off at somebody's beginning and go to where they're at now. But I, there's so many things I want to cover with you. And as I said at the beginning, um, well, I, I didn't say this. You're a two-time former world champion boxer, and that includes the IBF junior welterweight and the WBA uh, welterweight titles. But um, uh, I got a bunch of questions leading up to all that. But first of all, as I said, I was always admired the fact that you've done 
so much outside of the ring. Obviously, the boxing analyst, you were, you're considered the best boxing analyst. And I've always said that. And I, I mean that. You're just an, uh, a great boxing analyst. You give great detail. You're not like everyone else who says the same old thing. And, uh, you know, you go into deep detail. And, and everybody loves you for that, for sure. But your business uh, funnels of income. I mean, you, you invest in real estate, TV analyst. You have the Future Legends clothing line. You've done some acting. You have some uh, some money in, in a restaurant with uh, Chris Colbert, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so I yeah, did my yeah, I, I did my homework, Polly. I do my homework. Yeah, I've got some investments in restaurants as well. I got a Mocha restaurant, which is in Italy, northern Italy, in uh, in Alignano, not far from Milan. Um, okay. And then uh, and then uh, a small investment in primetime chicken with Chris Colbert. Um, I also I'm investing in an online tax company called Truthful Taxes. You know, uh, everybody's, unfortunately, everybody's going to always have to pay taxes. We can't get away yeah, from really. debt taxes, right? So oh, no. Investing in that. Um, you know, I kind of try to diversify a little bit and, uh, you know, see what, see which ones uh, become uh, <laughs> uh, pandemic-proof, should we call, you know? <laughs> right. uh, because we do know... We do know that uh, governments are doing their best to uh, kill off small businesses. Oh, man. I don't, know, wanna, to, uh, I don't want to... I don't want to... That's... To, and that's into what's uh, possibly pandemic proof and um, things of that nature, you know. Now, the one in Italy, the one close to Milan, I my family's from uh, Calabria. I know you're not too, too mm -hmm. far from Syracuse. I know you're not too, too far from us. But um, <clears throat> the the one in Milan, where where is that at again? It's in Legnano. It's called a Mocha restaurant. Uh, and it's in, uh, there's two locations. Uh, there was one in Varese. And then I was there. I have some uh, I have friends with the ownership there, and uh, I was actually so intrigued by it and uh, the popularity that it gained that um, you know I was uh, interested in opening up uh, another one. And so we opened the one up about 40 minutes away good. in Lignano. Lignano is about uh, 25, 30 minutes away from Milan. Good. So good. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I think the idea is uh, a monster idea. I think it's you know, it's a loungy restaurant um, type of stuff. But uh, of course, once the it, I, I had invested in it once right before all this uh, craziness started. So mm -hmm. we'll see if uh, we'll see how successful it can be. I think it's got a ton of potential if uh, if, if the communists don't uh, force us to <laughs> not, not do business, essentially. <laughs> you know, can't do anything. Right. If they do that, you know, well, then, well, then we have no choice. <clears throat> no. Well, I have, like I said, we're from Calabria, but my uncle married somebody from Milano and, and they he lives there. So I'm going to ask him oh, cool. uh, about that restaurant. Yeah. But you also have yeah, a line yeah. of, you also have a line of watches yeah. still. Do you still have that? Uh, no, a line of watches is, uh, was with uh, my sponsor, uh, Zod Watches. I was doing a, a, co oh. a collab for a little bit of time with them uh, called the Magic Man Edition of the Watches. Uh, but that was, uh, I'm still very close friends with uh, Bobby at, uh, at Zod Watches. He's the owner. Um, very great guy, one of a dear friend of mine. But um, the we we discontinued the collabo because uh, you know it was a limited time thing. Okay, <laughs> and of course you do. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, also, you have a, several podcasts, and which I listen to the the boxer mouthpiece. That's a great with uh, Dangerous Dan, correct? Yeah, yeah, Savage Dan. Savage Dan, <laughs> not Dangerous. Dan. I'm thinking of once a week. Yes, we discuss all things boxing. Okay. Yeah. So when did you decide that you were going to have all these funnels of income? I mean, most people are just so focused on boxing. When did you decide that I'm going to do all of this? Um, I think uh, ever since I was, you know, started boxing and I realized I was making a career out of it. I, I realized that it wasn't going to last forever. So 
I needed to kind of diversify my income and uh, work on the fact that money can make money. You know, uh, smart people always told me that. So money can make money. So you try to put your money in smart places. You'll uh, you'll be able to, you know, have a life after boxing as well. And uh, you won't have to go to work, you know. Um, so I, I, I did my best uh, in that way. You know, uh, some decisions were smart, some decisions were not. But, you know, you learn along the way. And, uh, you know, you uh, you basically plan, you, you plan ahead, you know, you, 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 uh, you uh, plan. And if you don't plan, then you plan to fail. You know? Right. So you fail the plan. Fail the you, plan. Fail, you plan. You don't plan. You fail <laughs> the plan. You plan to fail. That's the thing. So I always try to, I always, I always try to plan ahead in the right way. For for me, it was always, my dad always told me, keep the wolf away from the door. And I always had that fear. You know, when I got my first uh, and, and current pro job in scouting, pro baseball, everybody said, well, why don't you quit the landscaping business? Well, I was afraid because I said, uh, hell, I might get, I might lose my scouting job. And then when I got the head coaching job at Carnegie Mellon University, well, why don't you quit the landscaping job? Well, because if I get fired from CMU or if I don't, you know, I always wanted a backup and I just always continued yeah. to. To add things, yeah. and, and I just always yeah. uh, had that fear. You have to have do your best to be multi-layered, especially in uh, in these unsure times. You know, life tends to throw a lot of curveballs at us. So that's, uh, that's for sure. To, uh, it's always important to try to dodge the roll with the punches. Uh, no pun intended. You know. Right. <laughs> now you you had said that uh, smart people tell you that money can make money. Who were some of your business role models? Um, you know, just um. I had, uh, you know, my family in general would just tell me, you know, make sure you're being smart with your money, you know. Um, I tried my best to be smart with my money. Obviously, you know, some of it is learning, is a learning process nonetheless. Um, but, uh, you know, you kind of, you know, you have to think about investing in businesses. It's, uh, you know, you have to take some of the street knowledge with you. You have to learn to read people and understand who you can invest with and work with, who you can't invest with and work with, you know, and some. And, you know, just like in the street, there are, uh, you know, people will come in sheep's clothing as well. So, you know, you, uh, you, you live and you learn, you know, sometimes you, uh, you make mistakes and sometimes you make uh, great choices, you know, but uh, the experience overall um, is what's necessary in order to succeed long run, in the long haul. You know, I think uh, I did, I did make some bad investments as well. I'm not going to sit here telling you that I was mistake proof, but I don't think uh, I would have made some of the good investments I made in my life if uh but I also hadn't gone through some bad ones, you know. So you learn to kind of, uh, kind of filter through and, and be smarter about things and uh, understand uh, what you, what you're looking for and uh, uh, your bottom line. I was. It was June of 2017. I was in Canastota, New York, with Donnie Lalonde. I'm sure you remember him. And mm-hmm. we were we were in a golf event, and he pulls his phone out and he said, "Claudio, are you familiar with cryptocurrency?" I said, "I've heard of it, but I don't know much about it." And he said, when you get back, do me a favor and invest in Bitcoin. Well, I didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I didn't until it was a little bit, you know, out of sight. I invested in some other cryptocurrency. But uh, what are your thoughts on uh, cryptocurrency? Um, yeah, I've got some crypto as well. I think you have to diversify your portfolio. And I think crypto is important in that, too. Um, I do have mixed feelings about it. But nonetheless, you know, um, I got in early enough where, you know, it's uh, – you know, I'm still in the positive, but I do have mixed feelings about it because I do think that uh, the global government will eventually come with a digital currency, you know? Right. And so my curi- my curiosity is if when they come with a digital currency, um, 
they're trying to eliminate paper money, right? So if they come with a digital currency, are they going to eliminate our cryptos because they're gonna they're gonna create their digital currency? Um, and if that's the case, uh, what what becomes of of our cryptos? You know, of the cryptos we've invested in. You know, uh, there are things that make you think, oh, you know, cryptocurrency is the future. But if it's not regulated by the government, we both know that the government is kind of um, is a kind of uh, entity that won't allow you to to uh, to work unless they can get their hand in the pot, right? So, right. So that's my curiosity. I mean, I'm in there. I'm in the green, but I'm still um, I'm not as super sure about crypto as everybody else is. Um, I just have it as a part of my diversified portfolio, but I uh, I have intention. I mean, the intention is obviously for it to make money, right? Um, I don't, I don't count it like now, you know. Yeah, it's, it's volatile right now. It's all, but you know, you always invest things for the long haul, right? Um, but my curiosity is this about cryptocurrency, and like I said, this is not a knock on cryptocurrency because I myself have cryptocurrency. But my my curiosity is, if governments come with a digital currency that and they eliminate paper money and and, and coin money altogether. Does your cryptocurrency now become fraudulent? What happens oh, if you yeah. get caught? If you, what happens if you get caught using uh, uh, f- fake dollars? You know, what happens if you get caught making a uh, uh, you know forgazy money? Right? Um, right. It's a federal crime. Right? It's a federal crime. You go to jail. Right? So if, if governments decide to create a digital currency, a digital asset, their digital asset, their digital currency. Like, uh, you know, you, you keep talking, you're gonna, you keep hearing about it, you know, digital dollars, digital yen, the digital pound, you know. Um, I'm also one of these guys who thinks they're eventually going to make a worldwide global currency because global government is their goal. So whatever it is, if they're the ones that make it, could it be possible if they'll just use crypto, uh, our crypto as that? Could it be possible if they'll just say Bitcoin is that digital world currency? It's possible, but I do think that they want to. Uh, be able to regulate it if they're going to allow that, you know, um, otherwise I think they'll create their own. Um, so if they do that and that now becomes, and that becomes a federal crime to use crypto, just like it becomes a federal, just like it's a federal crime to create your own dollars. Um, the value of crypto will tank, sure. you know? So, so that's, uh, that's, uh, my curiosity about it. I'm in it right now. Um, that's my curiosity. <laughs> I, I, I'm in it as well, and I, sh- I I sold one batch a few years ago. I did well, and then I bought some more, and I should have sold it <laughs> because now it dropped. But yeah, I'll, yeah I'll, a lot uh, higher. Before, yeah, so. yeah. Hopefully, it goes back up. Now, um, a, a book that changed my life was the Greg Norman. Um, it, it was a business book. It was part of his career and a business book. And what he talked about was doing all the different things that he does, like we've been talking about here the past couple minutes. And I said to myself, and my dad always used to tell me, don't never put all your eggs in one basket, which I don't. But after I read that book in 2007, Paulie, about all the different things that Greg Norman does, the the clothing line, the golf course design, the beef, the sunglasses, the um, just everything, you know, he, he can go on and on. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I can do that. I mean, not on his level, but I can do that. And so mm-hmm. what book, if there was a book, changed your life? And, and what is your favorite business book to, that you kind of a go to book? Um, the book that changed my life as far as, um, reading and, and helping me, um, probably wasn't a business book. I haven't read a lot of, uh, business book. I'm more, um, I'm more, uh, versed in, 
and just meeting people and trying to read people and uh and just experiences in general right. um i've learned to to probably invest in people more than ideas um an idea can sound great but if you've got an idiot running the show it doesn't matter how great the idea is it's not going to happen mm-hmm. and an idea may sound unfamiliar to you um uh, and an idea might sound unfamiliar to you and, and maybe it's something that you're not um very well versed in so you, it's up to you to learn about it but at the same time somebody that you read as a person who's a go-getter, a person who can succeed, a person who does succeed at what they do. Um, if you read them in that way, you know, you may be inclined to invest in that way. You know, I've, I've kind of been, uh, I've, in my own experiences, that's kind of how I've, I've, I've taken and read things. You know, I've had some, I've had some solid ideas that I thought, you know, could work well, but were brought to me by idiots and didn't work well. Yeah. And then I had some, and then I had some ideas that you know could brought to me because unfortunately, unfortunately, when you're in my position, everybody comes with their ideas, right? Sure. Get money out of you to invest in this product and then or this idea they have, and then some ideas um, come to me, and I may have been unfamiliar or may have not been 100% convinced of the idea, but what convinced me was the character of the person, you know, the uh, the 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 way they their historical you know, their track record, their, um, their uh, ability to understand how to succeed their story. And, um, those ideas worked, you know? So, so I, it's not to say either side is foul proof or, but, um, in my, in my experience, having learned to have learning to, um, understand and believe and invest in people or not believe in and not invest in people has been more important than, um, than um investing in ideas because ideas can come in any way shape or form and they can sound great to you but you have to have a a a winning uh a winning person running the show otherwise doesn't matter how good the idea is doesn't matter how how logical it can it were it it might work it doesn't none of that matters if you don't have a very capable person uh, a person with the character the not just the honesty and, and the integrity but the character to understand how to make that, that idea, uh, the action of that idea succeed, you know? So that's, uh, it's in my experience. It hasn't come from any book. It hasn't come, it just come from experiences. The book that had me, that helped me a lot was in my boxing career was Teddy Atlas's biography because it had a, a lot of, uh, a lot of analogies right. for life into boxing. And so, uh, I took a lot of that into the ring with me. I read earlier in my career and, uh, I took a lot of the lessons from it into the into my fights and, um, they applied every single time, you know? I, I like I like that book until he said he was gonna shoot Donnie Lalonde. That I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm not, that I wasn't gonna, um, I wasn't really harping on on the personal experiences. Sure, the personal <laughs> right. experiences sure. are interesting, nonetheless. Uh, you know, everybody's yeah. got an experience, but for me, it was the analogies of right, um, right. The, the analogies of uh, of how he combined certain um life situations and and the idea and the way you think about them the way your mind approaches them and sure. compare in comparison in comparison to the uh, situation you get yourself into in the ring and the way your character needs to uh kind of withstand and and comport itself in in, in situations i really um it really helped me a lot all that that you said, it reminded me of uh, Alex Rodriguez, who's somebody, you know, I'm in sports, so obviously I kind of gravitate to athletes who've done things in business, but he always said, I bet on the jockey, not on the horse. 
and yeah. something that I've kind of, yeah, something that I've come up with is, and, and, and you'll, I think this will resonate with you, but uh, what's, what do they say in real estate? The three most important things in real estate are good location, good location, good location. I say the three most important things in, in life and in, in business and everything are good people, good people, good people. If you have bad people, you're screwed. You're done. Yeah. Uh, you have you have bad people, you're screwed. And also, if you have idiots, you're screwed. You know? Oh, yeah. Somebody might, be a, somebody might not be a bad person, but they're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't have a sense of reality when it comes to business, right. you know? That's so, sure. uh, you know, yes, you've got to have good people and you've got to have uh, people integrity, good people. And but also you need to have smart people because yep. you still you can be a good person, but you can still be an idiot. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Paul, you'd hear from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Laurie and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. <laughs> quick few notes. Uh, don't forget my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. It's available on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com, Amazon.com, JohnMelvinPublishing.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and the Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township. We were right back with two-time world champion boxer, Polly, the Magic Man, Malinaji. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Laurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Polly, um, one of my favorite baseball players was Mike Piazza, and he... Mm -hmm bought into a soccer team and I know you were a humongous soccer fan. Uh, would you ever think about, or have you ever thought about buying a piece of a team? Um, it's funny because it has that cast come across me. Um, and I have a friend who just actually, I have a couple of friends, one who actually owns uh, Campo Basso 
in uh, in Italy. They're just a team that just got went from Serie D to Serie C. They just got a, a promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another friend of mine who's looking to buy a Serie D team because everybody's feeling right now that's the investment in Italy, by the lower divisions in Italy. If you can bring your team up, you can make money. But so my 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 brain has actually been spinning about this particular subject. And then the other day I saw a headline that said uh, the the uh, the uh, basically the the FIG, right. is considering uh, merging Serie B and Serie C because it's costing too much money to have so many different leagues. So once I saw that, I'm like, all right, you know, it's not even worth it. You know, it's not even worth it to consider because that means a lot of the, if they do that, a lot of the teams that are currently in business are going to go out of business. You know. Sure. So um, so um, I think the landscape is getting harder and harder um to make risky business moves um in uh in uh in these times uh but i also think depending on your age you're more aggressive and depending on you know the time you are in your life you're more aggressive i think my father told me something pretty intelligent um one time he said uh you you make money in your 20s but you you really make your reputation your your um you make your bones in your thirties, you know, and by the time you're right. 40, you kind of have, you kind of have your, your foundation set, you know? Right. And I, and, and he told me that when I was in my mid twenties and I, I, I took it and I didn't really apply it a lot. I just didn't think about it much. And then I was getting into my late thirties. I'm 40 now, but I'm in my late thirties. I remember thinking about that quote and say, you know what? He was right. You know, <laughs> I mean, good money in my twenties. I mean, good, good money in my twenties, but I didn't have a lot to show for it. I was still kind of learning on the fly, you know, um, lived well, but didn't, uh, didn't have a, a lot to show for it. It wasn't, it wasn't until I reached my 30s that I started, you know, laying some good foundations and, um, you know, setting myself up for later. So um, I think, you know, at this point in my life, you know, my, my opinion it, for me is, you know, seeing the landscape of everything, I'm not going to take a lot of risks and I'm going to, you know, kind of, kind of uh, sit back and, see how this all plays out you know um you know some people might say oh it's a time to be aggressive possibly you know possibly it is you know in some ways it might be um but uh you know for me uh i don't i don't feel like i need to be that aggressive some people might feel the need to you know want to take that chance so we'll uh you know i don't think there's a right or wrong answer some people will say oh this is the time to go you know to go for go for it you know well uh, you can't put a blanket on it you can't put a blanket on anything everybody thinks the economy rebounds i think i see a more sinister plan going on here by these governments so i think uh for me while the economy would usually rebound there's never been such a sinister time in my life uh where where governments are bold-faced um trying to pull the wool over everybody's eyes with their alternate uh, plans, you know, and people, maybe a lot of people won't agree with that, but I agree with that. Sure. I think, so I think a lot of businesses are at risk because of it. And uh, a lot of people's personal assets are at risk because of that. So I think for a person in my personal position who has done, made a lot of the moves already, maybe sitting back and waiting in the cut and seeing some results before deciding on what that move is, is uh, probably a little smarter. Okay. That's, that's well said. Um, now, we one thing that we've all had to do, and that's overcome adversity, whether it was professionally or personally. How did you overcome that adversity? Um, I think uh, just never being not being satisfied with where I was at at that point in my life. You know, when you have adversity, you just this you, you know it's up to you to decide if you're gonna let it break you or if you're gonna and, was, and you're gonna basically just succumb to it and say you know this is nothing I can do. 
or it's uh, something to say, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand for this. You know, I'm going to overcome this because I don't, I, I didn't, I haven't worked hard just to be here. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let this adversity uh, stand in my way. You know, so um, sometimes it's also loving to prove the doubters wrong. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes the, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, when I have that chip on your shoulder that to uh, to drive you to push prove people wrong. Um, whatever it is, though, I think it has to be very personal to oneself as well, you know, um, to, you know, have that success, that innate, I wouldn't call it DNA, but it has to be inside you to not want to be a failure, you know, and, uh, and, and, and overcoming adversity. There's no, and adversity can come in different ways, honestly. And, and there's no, it's not just financial. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, inner demons we have, you know, we battle, but overcoming adversity proves to ourselves that we can be strong whatever the adversity might be you know and 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 it makes us stronger and it, it makes us more more equipped to take on uh whatever other challenges come after that you know the more adversity i think the more adversity you overcome the more character it builds um people that don't go through adversity um find themselves in tough situations once adversity does hit them you know so so i think um you know your your character uh your your inner character is important in, in dealing with any, any adversity that comes your way and uh, your desire to not be broken by it, you know, you're, sometimes it's just principle, really, you know, for me, a lot of times it's been just principle, you know, this is not, you know, if, if there's been adversity in my way, if there's something standing in my way, or, so, you know, a setback, we all go through them. It's just a matter of saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not going to let this uh, hold me back, you know, so it's, it's kind of in my mindset, you know, you have to have a winning mindset, winning mentality. Roberto Clemente, the Hall of Famer from the Pittsburgh Pirates, he was asked. As a matter of fact, it was his last interview in Pittsburgh. The uh, the, announcer, the reporter asked him, "What do you want for your kids?" And his kids at the time were like eight and five and seven, seven and five. And he said, "I want them to suffer." And the guy said, "Suffer?" He says, "Yes, because the people who suffer they live differently, and they know how to handle things differently." And and yeah. and I I got what he what he said. Um, now you you said something in there and and. Uh, it's one of my questions, ironically. Um, I know for me, I had two wonderful, unbelievable parents who, and there's an old Italian saying, if you ever see a turtle on top of a fence post, you know he didn't get there alone. Wherever it is, mm-hmm. I, am, I am in my life. If it wasn't for my parents, Polly, no matter how hard mm-hmm. I worked or, or how passionate or how good, whatever it is that I am, it, it would have never happened without my parents. But the rest of my family sucked. Um, I had a bunch of people who, I mean, I have a cousin who's great and supportive. I'm not saying that, but the rest of them were, they just wanted to see me fail. They wanted to see me, they didn't want to see anything good happen to me, but at first it hurt me, but then it motivated the hell out of me. And, and I remember my dad used to say something all the time. My mom too, the best revenge is to live well. Were there people in your life and you don't have to give them titles or anything or names, obviously, but were there people in your life there's two sets, the people who didn't believe that you could achieve your goals and dreams and those who didn't want you to achieve your goals and dreams. Did you have those people in your life? I mean, I, I don't think you're, I, I think when you, you become so obsessed with achieving your goals, you're not so much thinking about those people. They, you know, they exist. Um, and you know, they are, they're probably there. Um, I don't think, I don't, you know, I never, I never felt when I was younger, like people that didn't believe in me gave me that much thought, you know, like by not believing in me, it was more so they just, when it, when my name would come up, they just didn't think anything of it, you know, um, they didn't believe in me, but I don't think they, they spent time out of their life. Like, you know, 
discussing how I wasn't going to make it, you know, but yeah, to my face, sometimes he would ask things like, you know, this is all you're going to do with yourself. This is all you're going to do with your life. You know, it doesn't sound like a, like a, a very noble goal to you know be right. a high school dropout and just become a boxer and say, you're going to make it. So obviously, you know, most people are not going to believe in you at that point. And I, I really, I really think it's, 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 it's normal on their part not to believe in you. I mean, most people who are have dropped out of school usually have, character deficiencies you know um most people that drop out of school are probably um not going to succeed most people there are a special few though that drop out of school and actually become very entrepreneurial you know we've right. got we've heard stories about those kind of guys too but overall um i think finishing school is uh it reveals character you know um because you can finish the task right i don't think i don't necessarily think it's the education system itself but i think your ability to to uh achieve tasks to finish see things to the end um, it, it, it reveals your character. So I wouldn't put it past anybody who didn't believe in me in those times, but I will say that I had a lot of tough love. You know, I live, I lived with my grandparents and, um, I didn't have the kind of family that was going to say, wow, you know, would brag about me and say, you know, my, uh, my grandson is uh, going to be a champion. or my grandson is, uh, is a box and you got to wait till you see him fight. They were more so like, you know, I would, I remember coming home. I hadn't had any, have an amateur fight. And, um, you know, my, I remember telling my uncles, like my grandfather, like, I'm getting good at this, you know, um, I think I'm going to be all right. You know, and my uncle was like, yeah, all right. The bait doesn't hit you back. Wait till, wait till you're actually competing, you know, and people, and people might say, you know, it's a part of Italians kind of have this kind of tough love. And some people sure. might think it's not, it's not, uh, it's not right. Um, but I don't think I would have done well with, uh, with positive feedback. Maybe some people do, you know, I can okay. make some speak on my own experiences, but I think I needed that tough love. I think I needed um, the somebody to put that chip on my shoulder, you know, because I hadn't proven myself in in life up to that point, you know. So, um, so who was to say who 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 would who was to say that I was going to prove myself now that I started boxing, you know? I hadn't proven anything about my character that would let anybody think I could see this to the end, you know. So, I think um, I think when it when it when it came to that. Uh, and I mean, honestly, this is the same kind of thing when I was going through my career and I was successful. Once I started reading too many positive press clippings, I would kind of, you know, deteriorate a little bit. I have to reset my mind, you know, because I was so used to having overcome negative uh, press, uh, ne- negative mindset, uh, not believing in me, the tough love, you know. But I'll tell you what, when I was in those really tough moments in my fights, you know, uh, it wasn't the love that got me through it. You know, it was having been through hard times, having been through adversity, having been through, you know, situations where nobody believed in me. And I was in a situation where I had to believe in myself and only believe in myself. I'm on the canvas, you know, to get up and continue to strive for, for greatness. Um, and that was the same kind of situation I was always in in my life, you know? So I think, um, I don't necessarily think it's weird because to do something special like this, you need outstanding kind of circumstances, you know, special kind of circumstances. I don't, I don't know, man, you know, to be a fighter, people always tell me, you know, to be a fighter, you've got to have something a little bit wrong with you to fight for a profession, to fight for <laughs> right. a living. Um, and I thought, yeah, I guess, but I'd, I'd rather fight than do anything else. That's not how my life that I was thinking, but, but it really is that you have to have something missing in your life that you get out of that. You know, um, it's, and I have, there was probably a lot missing in my, at that time in my life. So I had to kind of, uh, that was kind of my, my home base, you know, it was kind of my, my time of normalcy. It was at my time uh, to increase my self-esteem, to increase my self-worth. 
that I finally had something that everybody could appreciate in me, you know, and I was, I was going to get that. And when I got that, I realized that, you know, it, it really increased my confidence overall because as, as a, as a kid, you know, nobody's going to believe in you, but you don't, nobody's going to believe in you because you don't do anything. You're not achieving anything. You know, when you're achieving something, kids believe, believe in you. I, I, I can't, I can't fault people that didn't believe in me when I was a teenager because what was I doing to myself? You know, like I wasn't, I wasn't exactly a, 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 stellar, a stellar standout, uh, um, citizen, uh, model citizen, you know? Right. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> you, you don't, you know, people like, Oh, people didn't believe in me. Okay. They, you know, sometimes people are haters. Sure. You know, you, you don't have that. And sure. But sometimes it's just a matter of, you don't, you gotta, you don't give, you didn't give anybody a reason to believe in you. Why would they believe in you? You know? And so, uh, you know, I had a lot of that. My family were very tough critics. My family were very hard on me, but, but I don't think without that tough love, I would have, uh, I would have, uh, had the success I had. Sure. Now, and some people would disagree. Some people would disagree. Some people, no, I, especially I, in this day and age. Oh yeah. In this, day and, in this day and age, the, 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 everybody gets a trophy generation. Right. If I was an everybody gets a trophy guy, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have got what I got. No way. No, no way. No, it, it, it builds absolutely zero character. Exactly. No, I'm with you a thousand percent. Now you mentioned trophies. Now you've won obviously golden gloves, uh, WBC Interna- International Super Light Heavyweight or Light not Light Heavyweight Lightweight Title, uh, WBC Continental Super Lightweight Belt, IBF Super Lightweight Belt, WBA World uh, World Welter Champion, NABF Welter Title, the EBU European Union Welter uh, Weight Title, plus Boxing Analyst of the Year, plus Italian Hall of Fame uh, that you were inducted a few years ago. Do you ever look at all your accomplishments, or maybe you have a trophy room? I always. I remember seeing Mario Andretti's trophy room on TV and Bruno San Martino, the wrestler, uh, and, and always wanted a room like that. And I've been fortunate to have a, a little room like that. But do you ever look at all of your awards and trophies and just kind of say, you know what, I've come a hell of a long way? Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not happy with what I accomplished. I'm happy with what I accomplished, but I always I was so busy trying to always create new goals at that time in my life that I, right. I never stopped to appreciate them, you know? Um, and then when it's over, I also firmly believe you can't live in your past, you know, otherwise right. you're never going to get ahead of yourself. So I have a, a couple of things that are, um, in my house, one of my houses that are, um, you know, kind of exposed, you know, a couple of things that I, I've achieved, but most of my stuff is actually just packed, you know, um, in my podcast, uh, when I film it from, my New York house, I, uh, I do take out my belts, but my belts are, you know, just as a background for the, for the podcast. It's a, it's a good look for the background, but sure. otherwise my, but even my, even my belts are, uh, are just, uh, put away, you know, <laughs> they were a nice accomplishment. It was cool memories. Uh, but you can't relive them. Um, if some, if it comes up, I, you know, it's cool to talk about it sometimes, but sure. Um, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that, uh, and I, I don't think I would have known I would have become this kind of person. Maybe it's a little bit of bitterness with these businesses as well, but I'm the kind of person that kind of, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I was able to uh, succeed uh, in, in the ways I was. Um, a little bitter that I was unable to succeed in some other ways, but at the same time, um, trying to keep an even keeled and, and a well-balanced mindset to uh, what's important in life, you know, and it's not just financial gains that's important you want to be financially stable of course because otherwise you can't you can't approach anything else in your life with it with any level of importance if you're always stressing about finances but 
but at the same time, um, you know, everything with a proper balance. I'm very satisfied with what I, I accomplished, but I, uh, I don't, I, I, I don't think about it that often unless it comes up in the conversation. I, I don't. And that's, and that's, uh, it, don't get me wrong. It comes up a lot of times, whether it's negative or positive, because I have social media and, right. and, you know, I, I meet strangers that want to, that's what, that's what they want to talk about is my career. So I'm not going to tell you it doesn't come up. It comes up a lot, but, um, when I go to sleep at night, I'm not thinking about what I did in my boxing career. When I go to sleep at night, if I'm by myself, I'm checking the TV, see what's on TV. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not something I, I, I dwell on and harp on sure. um, in, in my, in, um, in, uh, on my own time that much. It, it reminds me of um, like sometimes people say, well, Claudio, you've done this or that or the other thing. Yeah, so, you know, thank you. I, you know, I, I'm happy, but I'm never content. I always feel I can do more. And two quotes that I mm-hmm. live by, uh, Dan Marino always used to say, you can do more, you can always do more. And, and Mario Andretti always says, uh, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you have everything under control, you're not going fast enough. So I always mm-hmm. feel that I can do more. I'm never happy with what I've done. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I've done it, okay, and I, I always think I can do more. And it seems like and, and it's fun. The, the, the chase is fun. As long as I catch the carrot once in a while, you know, it, it's fun. But, um, you know, you, you have done so much. But uh, in your in your house when you were a kid, were guys like – because in my house, all I ever heard of was about Rocky Marciano and Graziano and Lamotta and Pep. But now – I mean, maybe that was in your house as well. I don't know. But now – when Italian families talk about boxers, they'll talk about Marciano, Grad Santo, Lamana, Basilio, Pep, uh, Arturo Gatti, Vinny Pazienza, and now your name is in that conversation. How does that make you feel? Um, no, it's cool. You know, um, I, uh, my uncles used to, my grandfather, yeah, we used to have these conversations about these Italian American fighters and whatnot. You know, um, my generation was, uh, you know, Paz and. And Gotti, uh, right before me was uh, Mancini, you know. Oh yeah, Ray Mancini. Um, How can I forget Ray? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, uh, of the guys, uh, you know, in, in my generation. Uh, even during my own boxing career, I remember a lot of people talking about Joe Messi. Um, oh, Joe's, was, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, thirty-six yeah, he, and zero. Yeah, he was doing very well for a time, you know. Um, it's cool, you know. Um, it's cool, but I, 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 I think if I would have fought in a different era. I think it would have probably been more, um, more discussed. I think Italian American culture kind of was dying out right. yeah. as uh, as I was conceding, you know. So I don't think the culture is talked about that much in general. So I don't think the boxers from that culture are discussed the way they used to be discussed, you know. Because in general, I don't think the culture is uh, has a lot of life left, you know. It's funny you um, say that because wh- that was one of my questions I was going to ask you because it's something that I. I was raised with, I'm 56, I'll be 57 in October, and it's something, mm-hmm. I have a 20-year-old daughter that I always talk to her about it, always, always, and it mm-hmm. it, 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 oh, it bothers me whenever an Italian kid says, where's your family from? I'm not sure, Italy, all right, but where in Italy? So, at least break it down, mm-hmm. southern, northern, they don't know where the hell they're from. I mean, I can tell you the exact town and so on and so forth. Yeah. I want to make sure that my daughter knows that as well. Yeah. It's, it's funny yeah, you mentioned that. It's cool because you know the the saying you know the saying goes if you don't know where you've been you don't know where you're going right exactly you don't know where you're going. But, right you know uh, I think a lot of politics come into that and then it gets kind of dissipated and whatnot you know right. uh, I think European culture is uh, is very uh, um, 
negative publicity. Uh, if that's even a word, right? Nowadays, so I think a lot of uh, today's young European uh, rooted people um, don't um, have as much of an interest in their culture, or won't be as apt to defend their culture because they're taught to not like, not even like their culture, you know. So, um, like I said, it becomes political in that sure. way, but, and then you're, you're going down another rabbit hole. Right. But nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless. I, I it's regardless of what you blame it on it, it is uh it's there it is uh, it's 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 a, a dwindling culture yeah now I, I mentioned rocky marciano and you live uh close to fort lauderdale do you not mm-hmm. okay. yeah yeah when i'm in florida and most i'm in florida more and more these days because okay you know <laughs> new york is definitely not the same anymore yeah no. i'm not fort lauderdale well there's uh rocky marciano's uh buried in fort lauderdale did you ever see his gravesite. I actually didn't even know. That's why oh, yeah. I, I yeah. had no idea. I would have no idea. I would have thought he would have been buried in Massachusetts. See, I, nobody ever told me that. Yeah, wow. he um I'll 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 send you why, exactly why, the why, name. Why is he buried in Fort Lauderdale? Why is he buried in Fort Lauderdale? That's where he lived at the, towards the end of his life. Uh, well the last I think wow. after he retired after he retired he lived uh, out that way. And um, I mean obviously wow. they 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 had a funeral mass in, in Brockton. But uh, he was buried in uh, Fort Lauderdale. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you the cemetery because it probably can't be too far from you. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to check that out. But um, so you learn something new on my show once in a while, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. But uh, I sure did. Now, you know what? We're going to take another quick commercial break here from our sponsors, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie, and the Quaker Valley Rotary Club. And I've been mentioning the past few weeks about an announcement. Uh, the only thing I can say right now is, as all of you know, Smoking Jim Frazier, Luther Dupree, and I have been doing a TV boxing show in Pittsburgh for probably about six or seven years. Well, we were picked up by a station, um, a network. So as soon as I'm allowed to announce all of that, uh, I definitely will. And um, so that's been the big scoop, but I will be able to give you more on that soon. And don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get it on my website, ClaudioRelsano.com and some other avenues as well. We're right back with Polly Malinaji. Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's. The hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 
502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service-above-self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. Okay, Paulie, a final uh, couple questions here. Um, you know, I, I, I told you, and I, I'm not embarrassed to tell you, like I said, you've had so much impact on me. Hey, before I do that, I want to tell you something else that you probably didn't know. Do you remember years ago? I want to say it was 2002. Could be wrong. On the Vinny Paz, Eric Lucas, uh, super middleweight championship yeah. fight. You were supposed to yeah. fight for some reason. You didn't fight. Do you remember that? If Fox was, I remember, I remember well, I was thinking <laughs> about, and, uh, they, they caught my bout. It was, yeah. uh. Well, I was not too happy that night. I know you weren't, yeah. And we weren't because, you know, I saw this kid, in Malinaji Italian kid. I wanted to see you. And obviously that, that, that didn't happen. So, but that's, that was a few years ago. But you certainly, uh, certainly climbed yeah. the ladder from that. Yeah. That's, that's remember, for sure. I remember, I remember yeah. about that night. I was, one of the, I was one of the swing bouts. And the swing bouts were Peter Manfredo, who was a friend of mine. Yep. Chad yep. Dawson, who was a friend of mine, but I haven't spoke to him in a while, and myself. And so initially they told me, if Manfredo's swing bout ended early, I was gonna get the TV swing, right? Because Manfredo was from New England, so he had the the rights to the first so to the main uh, swing bout, the the main four round swing bout. So Manfredo ends up going the distance four rounds. So now they're we're getting to the main event. There was no time for me, so I was gonna go after the main event. And then uh, all of a sudden, um, I was gonna go right after the main event. All of a sudden, they come into the locker room and tell me Chad Dawson is going on right after the main event instead of me, and I'm gonna go on after Chad Dawson. And that was because Russell Peltz who had a lot to do with the ESPN Friday Night Fights, was the sure. matchmaker, and he also was he also was Dawson's matchmaker. So I was getting aggravated because I had the gloves. I had been gloved up since like 6 p.m., and now it was like getting to be like post-11 p.m., you know. Um, by the time uh, Paz Yenza's fight, Paz's fight ended, he went the distance. Dawson also went for around the distance. And before you know it, I'm getting ready to come out, and they tell me that my bout is cut because Fox was at the time had a rule that said you cannot start a new bout after midnight because it's a technically a new year, a new day, and contracts to void and all that other stuff. You know, it was technicality, bureaucratic stuff. Of course. And so in that moment, I realized why they kept pushing my bout back, you know, because everybody <laughs> had to get their own guys on there, you know, and it wasn't my show, you know, it wasn't my promoter <laughs> show. So everybody was making sure they got their own guys before the clock ran out, and I had no idea there was even a clock to go, you know. But well, you, went, you've come a long you've come a long way from that that's for sure but yeah, uh, yeah. you know I, 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 i'm not embarrassed to tell you like i said i'll be 57 but and you're 40 and i don't care about that but you've had such impact on me and i always uh, enjoyed watching you win the, the the that that was i always felt good when you won and have always admired what you've done outside of the ring and announcing and um and, and in the business world what does that make you feel when somebody says to you, not just me, but anybody says, Hey, you've had impact on my life. Jim Valvano used to say his favorite word in English dictionary was the word impact. What does that make you feel like? Um, you know, it's, I, I, I think you'd always rather be a positive impact person than a negative impact person. I think 
you know, people's example, especially when it's it's a public example and they're a public person, um, you know, people will uh, gravitate to use one word or even uh, react to uh, the example they're leading by. Um, some people will notice more than others, you know, but, you know, people will take notice of of your example nonetheless because uh you know you're 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 in the public eye so to speak um it's cool you know it's uh it's uh it's nice to hear those things um you always want the best and you always want to you know root for the best for all people you know uh, so if you can have any small part in making people's lives better or motivating people hey that's that's all better you know i'm always rooting for anybody who's uh who's uh you know got got, got goals and has goals to to try to get ahead for themselves. You know, you never, I'm never the person that wants to root against anybody. So if I can have a direct impact on some people's example, some people's motivation, I, I you know, I, uh, I take that with, uh, some pride, you know? Um, but I also keep in mind what I always use to keep in mind, you know, the press clippings, whether they're good or bad, they don't come in the ring with you. Right. You know, um, you've got to, you've got to go in there and you've got to do the job yourself, you know, no matter, no matter, sure. how, no, matter how, no matter how many people say good things about you, no matter how many people say bad things about you, it still comes down to you and your performance in whatever field you're in, uh, for your success to be, uh, to be achieved, you know? So it's nice to hear nice things. It's annoying to hear bad things, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we always have to have a, a balanced perspective because it always comes down to us, uh, um, being, um, being uh character driven being um uh responsible for ourselves and our own actions and our own uh, our own motivation uh but it's nice to get the positive things no less you know good what's next for you what are your goals um, i'm not sure like i said i'm probably sitting back more sitting back in the cut right now and waiting to see how things shape up with these uh communist rules See if they're gonna get more. See if they're gonna get more tight, or if they're gonna, you know, loosen up a little bit. Um, but so I'm gonna kind of sit back in the car. Luckily, I've I've done the work in my life where I can afford to do that. Some people can't afford to do that, so I'm, I feel very fortunate. Um, but I have my eye on some, you know, some moves. Um, obviously, this whole thing with this TikToker is uh is something that's being discussed right now. We're going for it. Um, but it's something that is uh to me, it's more like a joke. It's more like some entertainment. Uh almost like some wrestling type stuff, you know, because like I said, if I take this guy seriously, I'm going to wind up looking like a big guy by hurting him, you know? So I think it's going to be more of a, <laughs> of entertaining myself and entertaining people with it, you know? Um, but also, uh, you know, giving a lesson, giving a lesson on the lesson, a lesson that, uh, that, that I think he needs and people that are like him need, you know? Uh, but nonetheless, after that, uh, in general, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in discussions with a, a couple of different people within the boxing business um, about reentering, but again, seeing where things wind up, because again, a lot of things are based off of things being open. A lot of things are based off of, you know, uh, events being allowed to be, be scheduled in a certain way. So uh, we'll see. But I'm in some discussions and uh, I may or may not be back soon. But not, not right now. I'm still doing some freelance stuff. I'm doing some stuff with BYB Bare Knuckle. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fledgling uh, Bare Knuckle champion, Bare Knuckle promotion uh, with some very good fighters. Uh, they fight in a Trigon. And they, they, they're uh, they're an ascending company, so I've I've done some commentating work with them, along with Mike Goldberg, who was the voice of the UFC UFC for a long, long time, for sure. about 20 years, you know. So uh, I think we've got a solid commentating team there that we can grow off of. Um, and I'm uh, I'm also discussing things with a couple of other people as well. Uh, Pro Box Promotions in, uh, in Tampa, Florida, they're a fledgling company as well, who are trying to grow, and uh, they've got some good prospects signed. I'm uh, in discussions with uh, a network in England as well about a. Uh, 
getting consistent work there. So I'm probably gonna have to make some choices when the time comes of which direction I'm gonna go. If these remain my options, which I'm discussing with, uh, I have multiple discussions going on with everybody. So we'll see. We'll see if I decide on who, who I decide to go with and uh, if I decide to go with any of them, depending on the landscape of, uh, of where the world is at right now. Will you ever write a book? No, no, I don't think I'll write a book. I don't have any, any, uh, I don't have any desire to share my story and share my business with people. You know, I, uh, I think it's funny because I think people that write a book, some people have really have something positive to give out of it. You know, um, uh, some people have, uh, you know, there, there's cool things that, that come out of a book. You know, I think, uh, even my story, I think some people would find it very fascinating and find it very, uh, very interesting um, because I've been through a lot of different things and I've had a lot of different experiences, but I'm also not the kind of guy that pulls any punches. So I'd, right. a lot of people give you getting, a lot of people begin throwing their butts and I'd be very controversial. And, I, right. and I've been controversial enough in my life. I'm 40 years old. I don't really care for the, the controversial press. You know, I, I don't actively chase it. And some people love it, like it. Some people, you know, sure. want to go about that, about their life that way. I kind of try to, I'm kind of satisfied with uh, just kind of laying back in the cut and having a, having a life where I can, enjoy what I've worked hard for, which is uh, a peace of mind, no anxiety, you know, so I want to, I want to hope to continue to do that and uh, better myself in other ways. Uh, uh, and if uh, that means not being so much in the public eye, um, I don't mind that at all. But we'll see. Well, Paulie, you know what? I'm so happy for you that you are where you are in your life. And I know things are only going to get better because of the type of person you are. And again, uh, you had a ton of impact on me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate Dom Pecora setting this up because I really always wanted to talk to you, and um, I, I really appreciate you taking time. I know you're very busy. You do more interviews than anybody I know, and uh, and I really appreciate you taking time, and I hope you enjoyed this interview. I hope it was a little bit different. We didn't talk about the guy who's selling whiskey who, who gets yeah. beat all the time, and he, he the more he gets beat, the more he gets money. I don't know how the hell that works, but uh, you know, hopefully it was a little bit different uh, interview for you. It was a good chat. It was a good chat, a good discussion, and uh, it was my pleasure to uh, be on your show, and uh, I wish you the best as well in the future. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Well, thank, I'll send you that information about Rocky as well. Awesome. Sounds right, good. Brother. Thank you, man. Let, let thank you, I'd like to check that out. All and a right. uh, big shout-out to Dan Picardo from me, too, as well as my good buddy. Yes, and thanks for this up, Dom. I'll right. see you guys. I'll see you guys soon. Thank Take you care. so much. Thank you. Okay, everyone. I uh, hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, that was that was great to have Paulie on the show for sure. Um, and make sure when, if they announce that fight that's official, make sure you check that out on Fight TV. It'll be it'll be fun to watch. Uh, as always, want to thank my sponsors: uh, Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson Lurie, Quaker Valley Rotary Club. Don't forget about my book on ClaudioRelsano.com. Subscribe to the show. Rick Mitchell, Adams Loof, thank you for everything you do for the show. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
Dr. Roscoe, I've been talking to my dad and he seems out of sorts, like he can't understand what I'm saying. It's not just a hearing problem, Jolie. It is a health problem. Even with a mild hearing loss, our risk of dementia doubles with age. So let's improve dad's hearing and his health. Let us be the solution to his hearing health care needs so you and dad can experience many years of understanding, laughter, and happy memories. Serving the Dubois area for over 20 years, the Roscoe Hearing Care Center in Dubois, Punxsy, and St. Mary's, the hearing solutions you've been looking for. Call us for an appointment today, 814-375-0455. The law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available when you need it for all of your defense needs. Maybe it's a DUI, or maybe you found yourself in the wrong place at the wrong time. Whatever the scenario, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are available seven days a week. With a practice based throughout western Pennsylvania, the law offices of Eric Jackson Lurie are conveniently located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. When you or a loved one needs discreet, experienced legal representation, call Eric Jackson Lurie at 412-963-9308. That's 412-963-9308. We want to welcome our newest sponsor, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar. 502 Cavett Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call 412-372-3667. Don Pecora, great guy, great food. Make sure you tell him we sent you. Would you like to join a community service-oriented group to help provide remarkable services such as the Halloween Parade, Santa Parade, a Memorial Golf Outing, the annual Harvest Festival, award secondary educational scholarships, and raise several fundraising events? If so, the Quaker Valley Rotary Club is looking for people of action who live a service above self type of lifestyle and want to help make the Quaker Valley District even better. Please visit us at www.quakervalleyrotary.org or call Scott Zayner at 412-720-0298. 